What's up? What's good? And what day is it? It's Pipeline Podcast Day. I'm Piper P. Landia here with The Pipeline. We cover women's issues and world news. We got Cullen here, my co-host, and we just be covering it all. Our show's hosted on the amazing platform at The Study Dallas that you can find on Facebook, Instagram, on their website, anywhere, iTunes, even Spotify, so go check them out. Hit them up, see what they're all about. And then, when you want to feel good, feel a little relaxed at the end of the day, hit up my friends at 408 Farms for some righteous Cali Bud. So stay tuned, this is The Pipeline. Hey everybody, it's me, Piper, with The Pipeline, coming at you with another episode. Today, I'm here holding the fort down by myself, because Cullen, he had to go to the barber shop and pump out some fresh cuts, you know what I'm saying. I'm here, though, with my dog, Bo, so if you hear him whine in the background, he never shuts up. So, um... I'm so glad to see you guys again. Thanks for tuning in. I took a couple weeks off break just because I had to do a little extra working for the coronavirus. Jeez, did I call it or did I call it? Like, the week I dropped that episode about how potentially dangerous the coronavirus could be, it dropped. And I was right. I was right. I was right. All I'm saying is I was right. I'm not too happy about it because people are dying. It's just, I mean, you go anywhere in Texas right now and nobody's wearing a mask. Nobody's wearing gloves. I'm the only person, like, when I go into CVS or Target or anything, taking any kind of precautions. But it's just like, and a lot of people, they're like, why are Americans acting this way? Why aren't they uh, accepting all of this PPE and this help and stuff? Because America, like, and I don't say that with any kind of pride at all. Because of America, that mindset, that toxic mindset that they can just like tough it out. And it's strange to me because you can't tough out a a biological sickness, a pathology, like, yeah, pathologen. Like, you can't do that. It's just, it's science. It's science. But, um, America, COVID, confirmed COVID deaths has, uh, topped 100,000. They've been kind of creeping up to it for the last couple days, but they finally surpassed it. Um, honestly, if you live in the South, if you live in a place in America where the coronavirus hasn't ravaged your community yet, like, go to YouTube, step one. Step two, check out, uh, like, search New York right now. Like, there's sirens everywhere. They are panicked. It's, It's a bad situation that could very easily transplant itself here in our DFW area. And the way that our attitude is and how many people congregate in the way that they do out here. Yeah, it can definitely have an outbreak out here and devastate this community. I mean, like, I see, I swear to God, I can't believe it when I see this. I see parents at Target or Walmart, because you got to go grocery shopping fair target or walmart they have masks on but their infant child 
has nothing on them. They're holding the infant child in their arm with not even a hat on. Like, are, are you kidding me? So you, a 35-year-old adult male, would be just fine, but your baby that just came out of the womb four seconds ago has the immunity system of, like, like, I don't know, like an X-Man? Like, are you kidding me? That's insane. If I had a baby, I'd be putting that little thing in a car seat with a blanket covering it. I don't care if it doesn't like it. I'll be in and out of the grocery store with it. And yeah, my baby's crying. Come at me. I need to go grocery shopping. Yeah, I don't want to be here either. You know what I'm saying? Then you have all that. Like, I swear to God, like, if a, if a mom is out shopping and their child has just decided to have a temper tantrum and the mom's just like just trying to shop just trying to shop like I dare you to go up to her and like have something to say so you think she wants to be there either with a screaming child no but that's honestly so far from the point that's like a personal pet peeve of mine obviously but like make sure your children are fucking um protected because it's like 65 year olds and children like come on and the adults are the carriers so you're not you might not feel sick but you're gonna carry it um, because you brushed up against somebody today on the way home from work. It's just, it's so sad to see that, like, when the consequences are so extreme, people have to go to those consequences to take them seriously. We see that with, um, like, num a lot of violence, like, um, how, uh, black people are hunted in America by the police force and the systemic racism. We see it, um, I had another good example Oh, sorry. I had another good example. Just, I'll put a pin in. I'll probably come back to it. So, I'm going to open up to sh today's show. Usually, I have a Twitter follow, but um, I actually have this favorite artist on Instagram. She, I'm going to say, like, she's the artist of her generation. Like, she's the songbird of her generation. She has this thing. She's, she paints and stuff. But it's all about, like, the female body, and her name is Heather Jones Art, so on Instagram, it's H-E-A-T-H-E-R-J-O-N-E-S-A-R-T, so, um, she posts all the time, honestly, I actually have one of her pieces that she gave to me, because I, like, love her stuff so much, honestly, I would love to get a tattoo of some of her stuff, her stuff is great, but go check her out, she is, a uh, I think she's a lawyer, she lives out in Washington, but, um, yeah, she's an artist, and just goes, she'll sell to you, and go support, um, one, a like, an artist, a genuine artist, who's out there, uh, grinding, I'm looking at her Instagram right now, it's just breathtaking, it's beautiful, so, other than the coronavirus, which is part of the reason why, um, I couldn't make very much, I didn't want to make very much content because I felt like I had covered it so many weeks prior to it actually hitting that I knew that it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good material to cover anymore. I mean, the, um, the news outlets that I listen to, like Democracy Now!, they usually call themselves Democracy Now!, the War and Peace Report. They're calling themselves the Quarantine Report. So, Democracy Now!, the quarantine report, because there's just no other stories out right now. But, I mean, as time goes on, more stories have populated, even though the big underlying story is this global pandemic um, that we're fa facing, and not, in some countries, not in a very good way at all, you know, um, 
It was actually a Texas politician. Politicians are calling for elderly, like senior citizens to go out and work and sacrifice themselves for the younger generation of America to save the economy, to save the economy. So if that hasn't like resonated with you yet, if that hasn't, if that pattern hasn't shown itself to you yet, it's all about saving the uh, economy and they're prepared to uh, lose a couple hundred thousand people. They truly are. The American government is prepared to have a couple hundred thousand people, hopefully just a couple hundred thousand people, because there's only, already been more than a hundred thousand, and New York is, like, done. It's a failed experiment, but um, it's all for the economy. If they can keep the economy going, they truly don't care. It's like that, um, I hate using Harry Potter references just because they're children's, they're children's books read another book, I mean, Jesus, but, um, in the, uh, I think it might be the fifth or sixth one, when they're in the wizardry of magic, and, um, they had the wizards, the statue of the wizards in the main part of the ministry, with, uh, human beings under their feet, like, holding them like slaves, and they're crushing them, you know, and, like, that's, I hate that it's a Harry Potter metaphor, but it's a metaphor for where we are right now. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've seen companies like Amazon make $34 billion during this time. Kroger is, like, uh, demanding that they get corona uh, payments back. They're saying, like, it's not an honor system thing. They, they will take it from your paycheck. So the aid that they gave their employees during the crisis, they're collecting it back for economy. It's not because America, it's because economy is what it should be. And it's just so sad. It's so, turn it off. Turn that goddamn economy off. Like, I get it. I get that we'll all be poor and homeless, but Jesus Christ, I don't even love my grandparents like that. I've, I'm very estranged with my family, honestly, but I don't think they should go out and lay their lives on the line so that we can all have, like, Lebensraum, which is living space, which is what Hitler called it. Hitler called Lebensraum, where he uh, cleared out all the Polacks and everything like that, or Polish. I don't know if it's which one's right. I'm sorry if one is wrong. But um, the Polish people, um, they cleared it all out because um, he wanted Lebensraum for the superior race. I don't know. And I'm not one to make uh, Holocaust... Uh, connections very lightly, because I think the Holocaust and Hitler's taken too lightly, even though it happened pretty much yesterday. Anyways, 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 that's not what this freaking podcast is about today. This is about a topic that I know all of you have heard about, but the thing is, is I was so heartbroken about it that I had to, I had to do it. I had to do it. Um, I had been following this artist, if you don't already know, it's a clue, for a little bit right before she blew up, and when she blew up, I was so into her style, her voice, her look, like, just the way that she presents herself on camera is so fucking normal looking, and of course, I'm talking about Doja Cat, because who else would be super uncomfortable in front of a camera, spending all that goddamn time on tiny chat, you know what I'm saying, but I just really loved her style and her face, her ma- like, I liked that she was weird, you know what I'm saying, because, I don't know, I just really liked it, but then, um, so let me go to talk about my notes right here. So Doge Cat was born Amalia Zandal Delami in 1995. So she's one year younger than me. 
I hate, I hate when people are younger than me. In uh, Tarzana, California. She grew up, though, in New York City as the daughter to Dumancini and Delami and, uh, oh, sorry, Dusami Dulami, sorry, her, um, dad's name is hard to pronounce, excuse me, and Deborah Elizabeth Sawyer, who was a painter. So she grew up, obviously, in a very, um, creative household, which is awesome for her. She was a musically gifted child growing up. Uh, playing the piano, tap dance, ballet, um, all sides of all types of stuff. She was a drama kid, you know. Um, but when she was 11, her family moved to Oak Park, California, where she got into break dancing and surfing because California. I mean, how do you not get into something like that? So around 2014, Doja began recording songs on her computer, and she released singles like "So High." nunchucks and no police each one of them did very well on billboard charts for an independent artist honestly then um her song then her song moo went mega viral in 18 uh 2018 you remember that song that bitch i'm a cow bitch i'm a cow i make moves you know what i'm saying like I hate that this, because that still fucking bangs but she sucks so it went mega viral 2018 Following the success of these singles, Doja was able to issue her first full-length album in 2019 called Alma, which I was excited for. I like Doja. I love to see her doing well. I think that it's high time for uh, women like her to, like, get what's coming to them, you know, and be recognized for their talent, you know? So, uh, in 2009, Doja issued the expanded version of Alma, so she did a little bonus album in 2019 with her first one and added the singles Juicy, which is like, if you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back, egg, 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 egg. <laughs> like, that song goes so hard. I love, oh, I'm so upset. And Tia Tamara, which fe featured Rico, Na Rico Nasty. And I like Rico Nasty, even though she's a little problematic. Just because she's kind of like that level of trashy that keeps it kind of human. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I could be wrong. I'm not saying she's trashy. Because I'm just saying her attitude is a little out there. And I feel like sometimes when famous people have an attitude that's out there, uh, remove Cardi B, it kind of makes him seem more real, but at this point, I feel like Cardi B's doing an act, and honestly, I can't wait for her to murder her career, another episode, though, so, in May 1st, 2020, Doja Cat, Cat made history with, uh, Beyonce and Meg Thee Stallion and Nicki Minaj, uh, because on May 1st, Doja Cat's remix of Say So with Nicki Minaj topped the Billboard Hot 100 list at number one, giving both artists their first number one hit. Then, her story was made even more epic when Queen B and Meg Thee Stallion's remix of Savage came in at number two on the Billboard Hot 100 list. This makes the first time, the first time in her story that four female rappers have dominated the charts. And we'll have a moment of silence. Fair enough, that's a moment. 
I'm so excited about this. I'm so excited that uh, it's girl power chart time. I'm so excited for these uh, artists. Well, remove Doja Cat now. But before that, I was so excited for her. And Nikki, Nikki's verse on um, Say So is fucking lit. Um, Megan Thee Stallion and uh, Queen B's fucking uh, remix is... It's great, even though I will say this. It's funny that one of the main thing that Beyonce says in that song is okay. It's just like okay, <laughs> but uh, but no. But then her verse about uh, if you don't jump to put jeans on, you don't feel my pain. Gang, 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 goes hard, goes very hard. Anti ways, anti ways. So this is a huge deal for women in the industry who looked over for being female in a male-dominated industry and black females in an industry that propagates white beauty for years, for since its conception. You know what I'm saying? And um, Meg Nikki, no matter how problematic, and Queen B are truly redefining what is beautiful and what making oh excuse me what is beautiful like the standard of they are single-handedly changing the standards of beauty in america and making people take women more seriously and that's that's history again let's say it's history again i feel like this is important to note because there has been a backlash because for black women dominant of because of the four black women dominating the two spots on the board the billboard hot 100 list and I mean, surprise, surprise, would there not be backlash because there's too many black people um, represented? Of course there fucking is. It's disgusting. So here comes singer Lana Del Rey, the lady that you book for your fucking funeral, I swear, or your suicide. And suicide is not something to joke about, but Jesus, I listen to her music and, like, I don't know the meaning of life anymore. So, singer Lana Del Rey and emo pop singer uh, released a long, drawn-out temper tantrum that the four who are at the top of the Billboard Hot 100 lists are, in her, in her words, overly sexualized with lyrics that are about their bodies and sexuality, promoting par party girl lifestyles. And then Lana went further to say that if her lyrics even came close to the lyrics used by Doja, Nikki, Queen Bee, or Meg, she would be ridiculed. Oh my god. Lana Del Rey closes out her little pity party saying that there is no place in the feminist movement for women like her and that she is just pretty much sick of it, okay? Like, oh my god, I'm a white girl. Things are supposed to work, right? Uh, that's what you sound like, Lana Del Rey. Now go sing like a ghost elsewhere. Next! So... Bags Doja Cat. She skyrocketed to fame. She really did. She she knows how to work the internet, and she did it well. Um, and then she fell to disgrace as of recently, and it happened. It happened very quick. I almost got whiplash from it. Really, I discovered Doja Cat like a couple of days before. Like I said, a couple of days before she went to uh went big in her single "Go to Town," uh was released. Then Juicy, of course, love those. I did like both those songs. Honestly, this podcast is making me more sad because I'm remembering how much I like those songs because they were bops. 
they released they were released in 2018 and she has been an up-and-coming female artist for years then say so was say so was released this year truly catapulting her to star status with Nicki minaj jumping on to the song for remax remix that would end up at number one then the unthinkable happened she got too famous and the internet went to work trying to find out everything they could about her and what they found was not cute and by not cute i mean pretty fucking racist and since deleted tweets doja cat had tweeted out some very homophobic tweets using the f word and i don't mean fuck i mean the f word as it refers to the lgbtq tq community that bad word the derogatory word to describe people in derogatory ways obviously thinking she was being funny never completely aware of how offensive she was actually being she didn't care how offensive she was honestly uh, she did things for shock value, and it's obviously been a part of her claim to fame as we've seen her behavior on Tiny Chat. She would say things on Tiny Chat to get a rise out of people. So they, um, you would see, I mean, if you haven't seen the videos, you can see the video populate, and it's all these videos of people, and you can tell that all these men are in the chat room for her. So, of course, she loved that. She reveled in it. She even talked about how she would, had an unhealthy relationship, honestly, would stay in her room for days on Tiny chat girl there's real life happening i i don't know okay so tiny chat is a website that has an extra added feature where you don't just chat regularly but you also go live stream and video um in one single chat room there could be nine to ten people showing it on their little screen visible to other members in the chat room like i explained earlier um so the videos uh have surfaced of doja cat saying extremely derogatory phrases undressing herself and using the n-word for the amusement of what appears to be all white incel mates uh or males excuse me all laughing laughing clearly in the room to see doja and her antics and what i mean by incel is those white guys who sit at home they play video games and they're mad at the human race well they're mad at womankind for not having sex with them but the problem isn't the woman isn't womankind it is them and they don't see that so they're incels they're incelibate they're involuntarily celibate that's what that stands for and they're dangerous so the videos are absolutely damning. They truly are. I mean, you can't you can't twist it any other way. They're so damning. I knew Doja Cat was kind of weird, and I liked that about her. I liked her being kind of weird. This is just so natural for her. It's just so natural for her to be in front of the camera, which I enjoyed. But we obviously know where that comfortability comes from now, and I feel pretty dirty about it. Doja Cat went to Instagram with an apology that also received a lot of backlash because it was not that good that kind of made things worse <sighs> here's what she said in her initial apology i'm gonna be quoting now i want to address what's been happening on twitter i'm doja right now i've been uh, i've used public chat rooms to socialize since i was a child 
Red flag right there. I shouldn't have been in some of those chat room sites. Red flag right there. But I personally have never been involved in any racist conversations. I'm sorry to everyone that I offended. That's a lie right there. She's tweeted um, offensively about Arabic, Arabic people. And she's been caught using the N-word with a hard R for the amusement of white people. That's racially motivated. She continues, I'm a black woman. Half of my family is black from South Africa, and I'm very proud of where I come from. As for an old song that resurfaced, she's uh, speaking to the song that was made in 2015, I believe, called Didn't Do Nothing. It was in no way tied to anything outside of my own experiences it was written in response to people who often use that term to hurt me i made an attempt to flip its meaning but recognized that it was a bad decision to use the term in music so i actually didn't know this being so painfully white but um didn't do nothing is a derogatory term for a black man and she uses it to refer to people who have hurt her in her life, like her, like she said, her dad who left her when she was younger. So she was using it in a derogatory way towards black men. Just to clear it up. So, and lastly of her apologize, her apology, I understand my influence and I and impact, and I'm taking this all very seriously. I love you all, and I'm sorry for upsetting or hurting any of you. That's not my character, and I'm determined to show that to everyone moving forward end of apology mm. this apology wasn't well received by the media obviously so doja had to hop onto our instagram live account to explain her apology and honestly if you apologize and then you have to explain the apology things are not going good for you she explained that oh wait one second pause she explained that she didn't have a, an affinity for black people because her dad left her when she was very young. So apparently all black men are bad because Doja Cat's dad left her when she was young. Got it. Which she admitted was part of the inspiration for her controversial song. Okay. Didn't do nothing provided evidence that she knew exactly. So the song Didn't Do Nothing provided evidence that she exactly knew what she was saying and how it would hit the audience's ears. Part of Doja's excuse was that, yes, the chat rooms like Tiny Chat are full of racist, inappropriate, and predatory users. My question is, if I enter a site and it's populated with people like that, I don't want to be on that site. Why were you on that site? Doja. She says that she realized this early on. And instead, this is strange to me, instead of quitting the chat room, which any sensible, self-respecting woman would do, when I feel any sensible, per uh, which I feel any sensible person would do, so she even recognizes that it wasn't the right thing to do she said she grew a tougher skin and began joking in these crude manners back to mostly my white men watching her these aren't jokes this is you performing this is you saying the n-word this is you uh pulling your shirt down this is you showing your ass and i'm not one to shut slut shame if you want to do that that's fine but don't call it something it's not because this is not harmless fun on these chat sites Obviously, if it was, this wouldn't be a story. 
So, this is something I don't understand. Um, oh, that's what I just said. If it's full, yeah, if I check out a website full of dick pics and crazy stuff, I'm out within, like, the first five minutes. Like, I don't know why, uh... But maybe I'm lame. Maybe dick pics are in, um, tiny chat where you be racist and naked is where it's at. I mean, I'm not a prude. I'll be naked. But, like, I don't know. So, this really sucks for Doja Cat. And me personally. Me very personally. But for Doja Cat, I had heard rumors of her being homophobic a little bit, like whispers, but I hadn't seen any evidence of the alleged homophobic behavior, but I'm never one to vit victim blame. However, her behavior on Tiny Chat is so completely in your face. I really like Doja Cat. I wanted her to do well. I do think she will survive this scandal because she has people behind her and then a, a large white family base, I think. I think at this point, she has some pretty, oh yeah, I just said she had some powerful people, um, and she had done her best to own up to her racist and homophobic behavior. I don't know if doing her best is actually accurate, because I feel like when you listen to it, she still doesn't really understand, you know what I'm saying? Because she's been even caught saying that, like, being white would give life value, which I don't understand how that Maybe that's my privilege, but what I'm saying is being white won't, doesn't give your life value. I feel like you give your life value, and that's, this is probably very naive of me and my privilege as well, but I think it's disgusting that people like Doja Cat have to hate herself so much her, and think that there is only value in life if you're white, and white people need to do a huge—we need to flip the script— we need to make that not true because we're all human beings. And I do recognize my privilege just then because I recognize it when I was coming out of my mouth that that sounds like I my experiences haven't led me there. And those experiences of other people's probably have led them there. But anyways, off the tangent about privilege. So... I personally will not be supporting her like I used to, which kind of hurts because I did like her music a lot, a lot. I would just rather give my support to other female unproblematic artists who are fighting for their moment in the limelight. Um, also, people are talking about um, canceling Nikki's verse and say so. Nikki didn't know. And I think that is a strong-ass verse. Nikki is problematic in how she be hating other women on the sly. But I think that Nikki's verse is solid. And she didn't know. She truly didn't know. So that's about 30 minutes. And that's 30 minutes on why Doja Cat, I think, is canceled, girlfriend. Thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode of The Pipeline. Uh, this should be dropping soon, and hopefully Cullen will be back to help me record some more episodes. You can follow me at Instagram at BlondeGravy, B-L-O-N-D-E underscore G-R-A-V-I-E, and then the same at Twitter. So BlondeGravy at Twitter as well. And then check out Spotify. 
uh, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, YouTube for all of that for uh to find my show, to find the pipeline. You just search it in the bar and a sunflower with a chick should show up and that's me. And this is all brought to you by the amazing Study Dallas, who are two of the most hardest working women I've ever met, and I'm very privileged to be able to work with them. Thank you, and I'll come back with another episode of The Pipeline. Thank you for listening. Bye.